Space, the final frontier. Welcome to the planet. Ah! Welcome back to Comic After Superheroes Exist and Star Trek Falls the Norm. We are back for another Star Trek Picard discussion. We're doing multiple episodes this time. Uh, we'll try to keep it short and we'll try to keep it sweet. Actually, I'm getting ahead of myself because I have a guest, someone new on Earth 2 for the first time. So I'm going to let my guest uh, introduce herself and let you know where she's from and who she is and what she does. Okay. <laughs> I'm Stephanie Ridiculous. I'm a Michigan to Seattle transplant. I've watched Star Trek my entire life and I have opinions about it. Yes, opinions. Like Star that. Trek fan with opinions, jeez. <laughs> and uh, Unheard of. the rest of the guys, Anthony, Patrick, thank you. Uh, so Hello. let's get into it. Um, we have two episodes to do for you guys, and so we're gonna go, we're gonna try to make it, like I said, short and sweet. Take notes so we can get into like good talking points really quick. Uh, Absolute Candle is episode four. Uh, synopsis: The crew journeys to free. Uh, the crew's journeys to free Cloud takes a detour when Picard orders to stop on a planet uh, where Picard and Rafti located Romulan refugees 14 years earlier. Upon arrival, Picard reunites with Elnor, a young uh, Romulan he befriended during the revolution or during the relocation. Meanwhile, Naya continues to attempt to learn more about Soji, while Wow, I can't you really don't that. remember this episode. It's not a lot to remember. So let, let me do this. I actually rewatched, just got done rewatching both episodes. So I'm kind of like really fresh. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the episode opens with... Um, with little kids. No, no, no. With Agnes and Rios having a conversation. That's actually where it opened. Oh, really? And, wait, oh, okay. It's about books. Yeah, uh, she comes in. She comes and bothers him while he's reading a book, and he's. She's like, "There, I have a guy who didn't read paper books too, and I bothered him." He's like reading super emo books too. Yeah, it's like sure. super deep, and it's kind of like crazy, and like existential crisis. Exactly, but actually, like, of existence, he got. Is it like of existence or something? Right, like the existing with the finite knowledge that you will die at some point, or some emo stuff like that. Something. Yeah, crazy. But <laughs> I, I believe Patrick is actually right because it did open with uh, the, uh, the 14 year earlier where we actually get to see Picard playing with Elrond, little Elrond at the time. Which you guys were really, uh, or at least Anthony didn't like Picard playing with kids. I didn't, I thought it seemed alright, but it, I remember Anthony being like, Picard don't like children. Well, it's, it's not that. He has a, like, so I'm going through. Uh, all the Star Trek series, right? And uh, in their timeline order. So when you get to Next Generation, and again, I get that it's a progression like through seven seasons, because movie Picard really isn't Picard from the TV series. But um, he has a social anxiety. And again, I know everybody says it's 20 years, and he's, he's developed, and you know he's gotten over that. Well, we haven't seen that, so that can make it I have I haven't seen it, so it's kind of jarring for him to just be this whole different character. There's nothing about this Picard that you could you could extrapolate from Picard we saw 20 years ago. There, there really isn't. And when it takes place 14 years ago, 
where like there's like five five years between the last time we saw him and now. I still don't see it. People are plugged in holes and things like that. But again, as I often say, I live through the prequels. I'm tired of writing, doing the writer's job for them. So no one's asking opinion. you to. They 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 kind of are. <laughs> ding ding ding. No, and they kind of are. They no, I know, but no one's that. You know, she's right. I, no, so they are. Picard, Picard playing with that kid is not out of character for him, as we talked about in the chat. Like he is capable of showing emotion and like getting intimate with his crew when it's duty bound, when it's mission specific. And his relationship with Kudo is exactly that. These are people who are distraught and they're in need, and it's his job to meet that need. And as the only boy in that culture, Picard is the only role model that he has. Picard is stepping into a role that he always steps into, which is, I will get personal if I have to and if the moment calls for it. Let me ask you that. Do you see Picard having that same scene with Wesley Crusher? Wesley Crusher had other male role models on the show. Uh, that's not what I asked you. I said, did you think that he would have that same scene with Wesley Crusher? I think that if there was an absence of other male figures in Wesley, Wesley Crusher's life, absolutely he would fill that role. And he does yeah. at some point. Like, he, yeah. he warms I, I up think he's definitely swinging me on this one, because it does make sense that he would do it if he saw it as fulfilling a mission. In other words, Picard is just always focused on being what he has to be to win the day. What, and yeah, the, what is hey, the hey, need of the moment? Have, Riker, I have one other thing to ask you. Don't, make me, don't let me make an ass of myself in front of the families and the children. <laughs> like, do you remember that from the first the first episode? Or the first uh, two-parter? Because uh, Riker was in the first episode. The I am not saying that Picard can't evolve. I'm not saying Picard doesn't have emotions. I, I am saying that if you go 14 years ago from when we last saw him, for him to develop this kind of carefree, open, emotional expression is jarring. That is but what I'm saying. It's a different See, context. Also, yeah. Also, he's hanging out with a bunch of like crazy duty. people who it's all about being open and being yourself. So that's kind of could be one we of the reasons he's doing being, that. Being, and we being friendly. Seen... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Being friendly with a kid on a starship is worlds different than being kid being friendly with a kid in his home environment. It's inappropriate for him to grapple with children because it's the context that Crusher is in, in engaging with him on is I'm the captain, I need to be stoic, and I need to put on a, a face. And playing with kids doesn't fit in that paradigm. But if you ship to over to this conclave where it's all about, as Patrick said, like being totally authentically yourself. He gets to engage in things that we haven't been able to see previously. Which is an argument I made, that him being a, him being the captain in a very British tradition is different than him being a civilian. But we've seen Picard be a civilian on Riza, no less. And but that's a great time, context hold, for hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the only, the only time that I would give a little bit to your point is him, him interacting with his nephew, right? That was a very different Picard coming off of trauma. And so while I give, I give complete credit that there could be some trauma associated to, to Data's loss, even though I, I still feel like that's a stretch. There is. How's it a stretch? The whole show is about that trauma. This show is all about that trauma, right? Yeah. So this show is about sense. that trauma. Exactly. But we've seen Picard deal with the loss of close relatives, close family members. We've seen him deal before. Now you can say the trauma, you know, the trauma builds and it's going to be the breaking point and all that stuff. Still. We're going 14 years ago, Picard. Not the argument that says he changed and mellowed out over 20 years. I, I grant you, but to go back 20 years and say, "Yeah, no, nah, Picard just just isn't fit." The same way to me, and again, this is me. 
uh, and I think a, a good portion of the fan base does not think the movies represent Picard very well. Just to me, Picard isn't an action hero. In the movies, they try to make him an action hero. Uh, so to me, you put the kid, and, the, and again, this is one piece of the puzzle. You put the kid thing in there, you get Picard starting a fight, which again, a lot of this stuff, you can say, all right, he's suffering from a mental illness because they started that off with the series. And we know that he eventually gets a mental illness and the, um, uh, is it all good things? Is that the ending, the, the last episode of, uh, that's the last episode of next gen. Yeah. Yeah. So we know he gets a mental illness and they said his emotions be all, would be over, over the place. So you kind of, again, pinch of salt for, or, you know, a little leeway for, the Picard now, but every do the flashbacks, we still don't see it. Picard in the so, Starfleet, so, so Picard, basically, oh, Picard in Starfleet still didn't seem like Picard to me 14 years ago. So, to summarize, what, what's like... the common denominator there? Sorry, I don't know you well enough to sass you that hard, but sass away. <laughs> I, I, if what all mean, those things don't represent Picard to you, then maybe you don't have an accurate understanding of who Picard is. Mm. Maybe okay. I don't, but then explain so, to me that I don't. So, so we're going to end the discussion about the kid here because I didn't think we we're going to talk about this kid and Picard for this long because we have, because we have a lot of episode to cover. Um, so in this episode, Rafi questions the fact that Picard wants to stop uh, at Rashti. Uh, Rios talks about how the, sketch, uh, the sector is now really sketchy. The Rangers are mentioned and the Romulan rebirth movement is mentioned. Um, are we skipping over the uh, senator getting his head cut off? We haven't even gotten to the very head. end. Oh, I'm that's, sorry. That's I'm literally the end, that's the end of the second episode. You're the one skipping. <laughs> you just skipped a whole up. bunch of other things. I'm um, sorry. Right? There's a lot of skip-worthy material in this show. Oh, the Rom- wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So Romulan Rebirth um, uh, movement is mentioned. We get a little more JL, which I have no problem with. Um... Oh, that's it's still so cringy. <laughs> I only did that because I knew you were going to say something wait, about it. Wait, wait, wait. Raise your hands. Who, who, who likes the JL thing? I'm indifferent. I actually don't I, care. I appreciate it for Fine. texting purposes. <laughs> there you go. It is nice texting. There you go. Like I think, I think everyone is more so okay with it. Like it doesn't make a difference. Well, is that what person. you got from just happened? You got no care over there with Patrick, and if it was shorthand text. I mean, I'm not mad at it. Um, um, so we get Soji. Uh, Soji's in this episode. Um, she's watching uh, Ramda's. This is where I am. So, mm-hmm. so this is this. Okay, so I'll, I'll say something before I ask Soji you that. and. We're going to talk about Soji, but I, I, I want to say something. So in my notes I wrote, because what I'm, what I'm getting from Soji, I think she's inherently a child because she doesn't really know anything. I mean, she's literally what, what we know is she just existed and she just became a thing. So about, about three years old, four or five, she's young. Um, Narek is playing on that and he tries to dig deep into her past. And that's when, you know, she's trying to pull from that. So I think personally, Soji's inherently a child. Oh, I don't understand his game plan. I have no idea what's going on with Soji and... He's supposed to be okay, Mr. So, Spock. That's his game plan. I, I don't... So, <laughs> so, so. Soji doesn't know who she is. She knows she's... I mean, yeah, I, I get that. All she knows is, I'm this person. And, this and she's I the mean. destroyer. She's going to destroy and us all. Just, and, then you, and then you have the interview with Ronda in the, episode, uh, the prior episode, and it's like, oh, wait. And then you hear this about yourself, and then you start to um, dig more into Ronda, and... You, you're still lost. So I think Narek is trying to pry. And then Narek 
I think mentions uh, the ships, the ship that she reported uh, supposedly came on uh, onto the um, artifact from. You mentioned the manifest, and he's like, "You weren't on it." So that's a question. I don't know if. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we don't really understand how, like, where Soji. I guess that's what we'll find out is where Soji. So I, I think I think why every, anyone should, anyone feels the way about Soji honestly is because. We don't know anything, and they're not yeah. telling us anything. It's just bits and pieces, and I think the pieces... Just well, like my, my issue with their whole storyline is it's not very compelling, and she's she's the MacGuffin. She's like the reason they're on this whole adventure, right? And right now, I'm like, eh, like I just don't exactly care enough. I, 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 I like the noise. The way I care about her is that she is Data's daughter, right? right. But that only holds for so long right that only has so much value and momentum like it, it's very valuable say episode one um but you have to start to make me actually care about this character to care about everything else that's going on like they're treating it like it's a side story but actually it's really important for us to feel the weight of what's going on in the main story for us to care about this character in this Is side it story. though? Because they were on a race against the clock, but they're making a lot of stops. So, <laughs> like, so, like, when you so, have a ticking talk, when you have a ticking but, but time you would care on a story... If, if you were, so, I think what they're trying to do is, like, with everything that she's falling into, that's supposed to be the clock. You're like, oh, man... She's getting into this relationship with this dude, and he's like a bad Romulan. And oh no, we gotta like, come on, Picard, move, move, move. Like they're they're trying to up that ante for you, but it's not working. You're Especially not, with look. the conversation with the sister, where she gives Barf Romulan boy toy a deadline before <sighs> she intervenes. Like it's they're totally applying pressure, but who cares if it's a, if if being hooked into her storyline means I have to watch his grossness? I let her die. I don't care. It's white noise to me. I kind of phase out when their scenes come up, and 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 but it really, this is what I'm talking about: the, the ticking clock, though, right? So we know that Romulans, a Romulan Section Thirty One uh, clone or whatever, uh, has Tal been coming Shiar. on the Earth. No, it's not the Tal Shiar. It's the now a, a newer secret version of the Tal Shiar because this version of Star Trek now loves their secret organizations. Um, like that happens in the one. entire time. Huh? Mentioned them one time, Anthony. It has esca- every. It seems like every Star Trek has gotten more in love with its secret organizations. Yeah, put it that way. every. Because yeah. Enterprise has yeah. secret organizations. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you start with original Star Trek is like nothing, and then Next Gen adds, and then Deep Space Nine adds more, Voyager adds more, Enterprise like goes crazy. Well, and uh, okay. I can't, I'm not. Gonna, I can't get into a debate about Section 31 right now. What I'm trying to say is, is that Canadian <laughs> organization. I mean, I can, but we're going to go on no, a No, no, we're not, we're not going to get okay. 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 okay, I'm just trying, yeah. to, trying to work with you. So so you have them be able to, set, to have two attacks, two violent attacks, one explosion on Earth where no crime happens, no terrorist actions happen, uh, where a changeling turned off the, supposedly turned off the lights for 10 seconds and the whole planet <laughs> shut down. Uh, so they're brazen enough to do that. Where, where the Klingon said even we wouldn't attack Earth. Um, yet, they're letting, they don't have instant access to this, to this board cube filled with Romulans and stuff. And Picard said it was a race against the clock, but he's, he's making these stops that don't really make any sense. It, it kind of takes away the tension. You know what I mean? It kinda, if you, if you say there's a ticking clock and there has to be some kind of, or a ticking clock, there has to be some kind of urgency in your storytelling. And it just isn't. And when you go to her story, it's 
It's just boring. I don't care about the love thing they're trying to do there. Or but there's no love the weird... thing. That's the thing. They're not trying to build a love thing. And that's what, that's what I was like. Are you sure? No, they're not. Are you not. sure? I mean, there is really... a it doesn't really it's matter. Really the not, point is, it's not compelling. Even it's if not compelling. It, it's it's actually not about the story they're telling. They're just not telling the story well. That's actually the issue, mm. and so it it just isn't compelling. And so that falls flat. Now it's so uncompelling that in the next episode they don't even like show it at all. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it, it didn't need to. It didn't need to be in the next episode though. Anyway, we're not in the next episode. But... Yeah, I know. I just saying. But, but think about yeah, think about the original think about the original story with the search for Spock and everything like that. You felt like there was a tension, even though they didn't really have a ticking. Well, I think the planet was about to blow up or something. But you felt there was a tension. You have to get this done. <laughs> you got to get this done, or we're going to lose Spock, and is it we're going to risk our careers? And so, and so, yeah, or, or the whales, or so, or Viger, or, or any of those things. That's how you do a, a, a ticking time. But it's a uh, different. It's a different kind of tension. This isn't an action-packed tension. This is Jean-Luc Picard's last mission, and he's going to cross all his T's and dot all of his I's before his brain explodes. This isn't an action-packed adventure because it seems pretty action-packed to me. There's a pointless. There's a pointless Wait, there's like the action. Violence. The action is what happening is around. It's happening around Picard, and he's not a part of it. Exactly. He's, he's not. He's not our. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. He's not a part of it. No, that all of the action has happened around Picard and to Picard, not because of Picard. Oh, okay. Picard's story right now is: I am faced with mortality. I have this one last shot chance to do something significant and it's affording me opportunities to do things that I have long regretted like leaving the kid on the planet it's a oh. different kind of feel I mean he did instigate a, a Romulan refugee getting killed who was in a bad space I but mean, you know besides that when you have a tumor <laughs> in your brain weird things happen <laughs> I guess. Right, so speaking of speaking of because I know you want to get to that so bad um, we're back on uh, Vashti um uh, what's the name? Rafi gets a message. Uh, uh, people get, uh, Picard, Picard, you need to come on when you go. Um, Bird of Prey comes in. Uh, he, Picard goes to Like at the end of the episode when she's like, oh my gosh, we're attack. Picard goes to ask Eleanor to bind himself to him, to his cause. Eleanor says no. Picard is leaving. Also, everything you said about Picard not being emotionally stunted, he then shows that exact emotional stuntedness that you're describing right here and now in this so part I of gonna, it. I was gonna put, I was gonna say that this scene. This is the only time that actually seemed like a Picard thing to me is when the boy is begging for him to say, "You need me," and he doesn't give it to him. It's just not something. But that that's contrast to everything else we've seen with his emotional growth that they're trying to say happened in between these twenty years. So, so again, it's just it's just jarring to me, and it could be me. Well, it's not just me because I'm I'm on a bunch of communities, but like, well, no, I, think, <laughs> I think you're wrong. Those communities are fucking you. Wrong. I think you're wrong. Picard, Picard asking the boy to do this for him wasn't necessarily out of. It was more so out of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Was, this is this is what we need to do. I'm not gonna beg you for this. You need to help me with this period. And I think that's what you got from that. Honestly, Wait, he didn't go there to ask for the kid's help. He went there he to ask his old leader she friend. She was the one who suggested he take the kid. Yeah, he clearly right, wanted, I don't know what her name is, but he wanted the leader of the order, not the kid. But it wasn't a sense of, I'm not going to beg you, you're going to help me. Cause it, like, that's what I thought you were just saying. You know, no, I might not I'm saying, what you I'm saying, saying. he just wanted, he, it was duty at that point. It was it was duty bound. It wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm, I messed up, I'm sorry, can you help me? It was more right. so... This is I mean, where Eleanor, Eleanor 
this is essentially the only father figure Elnor's ever had. It was very brief that he even had this. And Elnor's looking for some sort of affirmation in that. And he's not getting any of that because Picard's just like... Well, and that one's left and right. He actually just can't do it. He can't do it. Right. That's like, what it's I'm almost saying, like Picard identifies... It. It's, it's almost like Picard even knows that's what Elnor wants, but he still can't do it, right? And, and, right, and I agree with that, but it's not like I'm not going to... And if you go back and watch through it, she, says, she actually says to Picard, uh, Picard says to her, like, she says to him, you need to take him. That's what you need to take, because he needs this. Picard goes, he might die. And this is where the emotional thing comes into play for me, because when Picard says to her, he might die, I believe Picard is trying to spare his life at that point. Like, if I would rather take anyone, any one of you guys, Ligana, because... He needs to. I just feel like Picard didn't like he didn't want to do that. Look, can, can, you imagine, can you imagine if Picard's like, "No, I can't take him. He might die. Give me her." Fuck you. <laughs> My life's worth it. But he literally said, "Why not?" <laughs> so what's what's inherently wrong with that? It's just that's but, not the Picard, and that's not what your Picard would do, right? No, I'm, I, I'm I think just, I'm just joking. With if you're I, sitting there in, in the monastery, he's Picard's like, "This is major business. I don't want to take him. He might die. Give me that person over there." <laughs> I no, really, yeah. really like, and I, I, I really, really like this nun order or whatever. I think it's mm-hmm. super Romulan-ish for their religion or th- this like monk nun-like religion or whatever to be about being as open as possible. Because often, you know, religions are about working against nature, kinda. And so <laughs> the fact that this. This is the Romulan version of a faith is like being as open and honest as possible is like it's I thought that was like I suspect because uh, this episode was written by Michael Chabon, who's like this well-known novelist. I suspect maybe that was his thing. I don't know, but it it seemed really that of all the things they've added into the universe through this show. There's a couple other ones like I, I actually like the Mars attack and how the timeline's moving forward. But of all the like kind of new things that they've added, and I agree with Anthony and that some of them are kind of ridiculous, um, this this new order uh, of Romulans I think is really, really cool. And I, I just thought it was one of the best additions to the universe thus far. And they're like, fit. It just made sense. I was like, totally just made sense. All right. So Picard, I mean, when, I, when Eleanor said, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that I want to like them because I like the idea of a religion where brutal, like, frankness is, like, your, your thing. I, you gotta give me a really good reason why a space-faring species uses swords. And you gotta give me a really good reason of how this order, like... Did you miss yeah. the part where it was a religion? <laughs> You're really get, kidding, right? Hold on, hold Nonsensical on, uh, things? Again, I understood that it's a religion. What I am saying, you have to give me a, a reason how this order combated the Tal Shiar. Unless I'm wrong, because again, some of those things I'm phased out on, that they were saying they, they actively opposed the, the Tal Shiar, right? Was that said in this? Do you know that the ninjas... Uh, the Tal Shiar. So do, do you know, I don't remember. You know what did you say, Patrick? Do you know the samurai in Japan fought all people with swords, right? While they use guns. I'm sorry, you know what? You know the samurai... Moe's breaking... You think so. the sam- you think the samurai you think the samurai kept at bay a modernized military? No, they didn't with keep swords. at bay, but they did fight them with swords. So you and they died. 
think we know. I don't think it really so, tells that story at all, and we don't so, know. So We're what I was gonna to what I was gonna this. say, I, I get you guys love it. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to crash on your stuff. What I'm saying is I need I need to know what their history like is order. based on. I don't. The swords is like I don't care. I don't care about the swords. Like I agree, maybe it was an opportunity for them to like add some cool alien. Plus, it you know, I mean, regular, the regular Romulans but, are carrying around swords. I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand so, why these Romulans had swords. Because it's a religious order. They're harkening the back to days of The senator is not part of the religious order. The senator, the senator is not a part of the religious order. He's, but he's a pirate, though, and this is why. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's that's the way it is. He said they're sketchy. They're they're pirates, and it makes sense to me. <laughs> well, we are, we are arguing, we are, I'm sorry, but we're trying to make logic. We're trying to make logical... No, I'm sorry. Here's why they carry around swords, Anthony, because it looks cool. <laughs> Move on. That's true, but there's certain things I'm not going to find logic to, and this is not one of them. I'm sorry. So you, you get try it? I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. Okay, I, think if I, if I, I think if I went back and did that, I, how I would do it is if they're pirates, which is fine. They would just there would be like some Romulan with a batleth. There would like they would just have all kinds right. of them weapons. That would make more sense if if a Romulan if a Romulan like raider or something like that had a batleth, a batleth, and whatever. Um, that would make sense. I'd be like, yeah, he probably took it off a Klingon whose whole culture is around melee combat. If they can, they will go in waves and die in waves just to stab somebody when they could just use a disruptor. Disruptor. So that would have made sense. Them having um, a cutlass, didn't, it did, all of them just sitting in a bar with a cutlass, didn't make any sense to me. But 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 that's just me. Go ahead. It's I pretty like going to be a downer. This you're, whole you're, thing. You're, you are the master of the nitpick. So no, you, you really are. And, and, anyways, <laughs> anyways, so anyways, sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, um, he leaves. Um, he gets jumped at the bar. Karga jumps. He gets jumped at the bar. Defends himself. Oh, or, like breaks it. He like. He's like, he starts a fight. Anthony. He what? starts a fight. He's like, just get jumped. He, kind of... <laughs> he, he caused the murder of that guy and took down a Romulan sign that was in English for some reason. <laughs> it got that guy killed. Got a refugee killed. Uh, yeah, Picard. And then Elnor binds himself. Elnor saves Picard, binds himself to Picard. Picard gives a speech. Speech didn't hold because the Romulan, the Romulan said, yeah, that cutlass is cool, but I bet you can defend yourself against this. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny line to me. I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, your sword is pretty cool, but I bet she's not going to stop this disruptor. You know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that happened. They get beamed up. Picard, yell, uh, Picard yells at Elmo for killing without his permission or fighting without his permission. He could have clearly disarmed that guy. He could have clearly took the guy's hand off. He could have. He could have. He could have done. But he murdered. That looked cool. He did. I think. But I think that was. I don't mind that he murdered him. In that, like, Picard clearly did not want him to murder him. Clearly made a statement afterwards, like, "Don't ever do that again." Like, so. Moving on, then, right? He gets one. So I'm asking this, Anthony: Did it or did it not look cool? It didn't look cool to me. He he, Emperor he Emperor Palpatine like sliced the guy's head off. It didn't look like, cool. Like the sequence didn't look cool. Not to me, but wow. Okay, it okay. was. I mean, I and we'll get to this in the next episode. They're they're definitely trying to get some Game of Thrones vibe with the violence a little bit. Yeah, I, I, like human life. I mean, humanoid life doesn't mean anything in this show. It just really doesn't. Where in every other Star Trek show, well, I'm not going to get into it. But I, I just think that I think that. 
wanton violence for no reason. There's like pointless action scenes or death in almost every episode of this season, this series so far. So it kind of throws me off of that. And and again, I don't, I don't want to get into the whole philosophy of it, but it's like this dystopia versus like a utopia future. And uh, it's just, you're not even bringing to the level of it that makes me think, oh, wow, well, you're bringing me something new that I hadn't had before. It's just, let me see if they're going to give me some violence. Cut off somebody's head, disintegrate people, whatever. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's the best counterpart to that. <laughs> like, okay. And then the most important part of this episode happens. Oh, no, I just okay. been waiting for this. Nag presses, Marissa presses Nag uh, and questions his devotion to the cause. Um, then, yeah, Patrick, you can go ahead and talk about The nine shows up. That's all that matters. There's some fighting with ships and stuff, but that doesn't matter. Seven to nine shows what, up. What about acknowledging that the cause is a lost one? Now, that was interesting to me. Thank you. Because That's I actually just wanted to jump to seven to nine. Yeah, you missed the most important part of the episode, Patrick, with your, your <laughs> fervor over seven of nine. That was it's the requirement. It's the requirement, right? It's the requirement of their order to take a mission. It has to be a lost yes. cause. In yes. order to be worthy to bind themselves to, the, the cause has to be lost, which is super interesting. Um, right. For a Which lot also of tells me they probably don't fight the Tal Shiar like, like warriors, right? That's what I'm saying. I think I need a clarification on that. Like, if the Tal Shiar just kind of left them alone, have a respect or something like that, because you know. But they they represent everything that the Tal Shiar. Uh, they represent the opposite of everything about the Tal Shiar, and that's why the Tal Shiar doesn't like them. It's no, not necessarily I, that they're good in combat or that they're a particularly like formidable foe. It's that they perpetrate the exact things that the Tal Shiar are trying to get rid of. Um, right, and they're, well, they're countercultural totally across agree. the board. They do melee combat instead of phaser combat. They are totally open and honest in, to spite their past of being secretive, and they bind themselves to lost causes because Romulan culture is all about min-maxing to the ma- to the most benefit that they can gain. It's a super Ex- cool pendulum swing. It's exactly, and I just need to know how the Tal didn't kill them. I gotta, I just gotta know how the Tal didn't just wipe them out. That's just what that I, I'm awesome curious about. Suffering, by the way, Stephanie. That was, like, perfect. Was awesome. So my, my point isn't what they are. My point is how do they survive and what we know about the Romulan culture. Because That's the Tal have their hands in so many cookie jars that are they really going to care that 11 nuns still survived? No. Like, yeah. move on, Anthony. Yes. Get over it. Yes, they would care. No. The Tal would care that 11 nuns are doing their own thing. Especially no, not after the no, because we don't have enough back information, as you said, to really care about that. If it's that the, nun order, no, that's, no, all, that's, I'm that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. If the nun order used to be <laughs> in the thousands, and suddenly there's only this one convent left, who cares? Move on. So again, that's, not, that's not what I said. I said I want to know how they survived this long. How they came I to this my, other... point, my point is that they did not survive. This is a desperate group of people clinging to their order out of out of desperation because they have no other option. I think you're misunderstanding me. I want to know how this group before this before the supernova. Hey, right? Anthony, that's not what this episode's about. That's, I didn't that's say like, that. All, all I, I said is all I said. Star Trek listen, court, right? listen. All I said was I'm curious how this group survived. Gotcha. That's all I said. Well, I mean, you're de- you're demanding that? receipts. You're never gonna get. I'm not demanding anything. All I said was, I'm curious how this group survived, right? I want to know how they survived. Now, I might not ever get it. I, I, I don't need to get it. 
might I mean this is an era where you might get it only because of Star Trek shorts. Like the shorts a lot of times, at least with Discovery, they were filling in a lot of those little details, right? So you might, you might get it. Might. Now now one thing now again, I don't want to feel like I'm crapping completely on the episode. I'll tell you some things I really liked about it was probably the old the the old oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, great. So now we're done with the episode. Seven of nine shows up. What did you like? You have two minutes. What did you like? Anthony. Oh, I really like seeing an old rock, old style Romulan Warbird. I think that was a really good mythos of like bringing back, huh? BOP. Bringing back the old Romulan Warbird. Like I, I like seeing that old that old design back from the um, original series days. I thought that was cool. Again, the show looks beautiful. It looks it's it's, it's really good to see a um, Star Trek show that looks this good. Looked this good. I think that that's something Discovery has and everything like that. Um. I like that they're filling in more stuff about the Romulans because we don't really know a lot about them um, besides what we got in like BS9 and the episode of TNG when they actually went to the planet with Spock. Um, so I thought I thought that was cool. Um, that's all I really remember from this episode. Okay, great. <laughs> what do you? What? Think? What I like about this episode? Uh, well, clearly, I I really like the order. Like that's again, I think the best thing they've added to the. Um, Star Trek universe. I mean, one of the things that is cool about geek fandom is that when you add a new thing, it like has these ripple effects. Like there might be books about these characters. There might be, do I mean? And so uh, that's also, I think why Anthony often gets upset about certain things because he doesn't just see how it impacts a single episode in his mind. He's thinking about, Oh, the comic books and the books and the like 12 other shows that might exist eventually and all these sorts of things. And so, um, but as far as that goes, like, I think this new order and the Romulan, this Romulan kind of faith, if you will, counterculture, as Stephanie said so well, faith is a really cool addition. I also think Elnor could be an interesting character. Right now, he's pretty blank slate. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I. <laughs> yes he's white but i I think that they could develop him more and we may be able to fill in some of those holes about this faith actually with flashbacks for him and him growing up in this monastery and all those sorts of things so uh i mean yeah i think he's interesting and clearly I mean, let's face it, uh, Patrick Stewart's old, so they needed to add some younger characters around him to, to be able to act, which is kind of ironic, because originally that was Riker's role on TNG, so uh, I think that I like the cast, and yeah, so that's what I liked about it. Stephanie? Uh, you know, aside from Romulan boy toy barf extraordinaire, I'm into all of it. Uh, I'm super into Rios and Agnes. I'm super into. Yeah, I was waiting on somebody to say that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, I'm. I'm just super. I mean, the next episode kind of casts some some uh, concerns on that, but I'm super here for that weird m- mix-up. I do really uh, like the crew. Yeah, and and while I don't necessarily care about Soji, I, I am interested in this like background on Romulan culture and especially like their understanding of mythology and lore and how that plays out into their culture and um yeah, I, I, except for Romulan boy toy, I'm into all of it. Okay, great. Um, before I go before I go into the next episode, I got someone asked me a question 
I don't think we answered on the last uh, cast. Um, did anyone did anyone find out why? Or uh, was anyone kind of um, surprised as to why the Romulans didn't assimilate with the Borg? We haven't. They haven't explained that yet. But it seems but like does anyone have an idea? Oh, do we? Oh, oh like uh, yeah. I think Anthony would have so much to say about it, but. So first of all, I was gonna send y'all a picture. Yeah, yeah, I know that there there were assimilated Romulans, right? You saw one on Voyager. So so the whole thing of Romulans have never been assimilated, that's not really a thing. It didn't say uh, never been, it's just that group of Romulans. I didn't I mean I didn't know when it had not had been assimilated on Voyager, so that's news to me to begin with. Yeah, so. I'm gonna, I'll send you the picture after this. So the uh, And Anthony, correction, they didn't say never been, it was just this group of Romulans. I think this was the first group. But that is important. I, I thought maybe it was something to do with Romulan physiology, right? Was my guess. So okay, uh, Stephanie. I thought I thought it was that that group of Romulans were the last people to be assimilated on that cube. Okay, great. Uh, well, so I thought they said, and I could be wrong, but I thought they said that um, as far as they know, no Romulans have been assimilated. No, no, no. no. I don't remember. I mean, we may yeah. have said that while we were talking because I was a guest. Okay, then we we might have. No, no, no. I, I rewatched the show, the episode. It wasn't, it, they kept talking about this specific group of Romulans never okay. made mention to every. So there might be something very unique to these particular Romulans that when it interacted with the Borg. So a the question would be what's the background on those Romulans, right? A, pre a prevailing theory is that, like, during the, before the Vulcan Romulans split, that the Vulcans had something to do with uh, the, the creation of the Borg. Um, which I'm kind of against that that's what they're going for, but it, it seems more and more likely. Um, so that's that the prevailing theory. That makes sense so far. Well, I guess, oh, you mean like long ago. Yeah, so long ago. So we know that, we know that the Vulcan, the Vulcan more technologically advanced before, uh, they almost destroyed their planet than they are now. So we know, or at least before they are, then we know they were in Enterprise, right? Because they had technology they would discover and they didn't know how it worked. Um, and then the split happened, and then the, the, Mo, you're a bigger Enterprise than I am, but I think they called them the ones that worship the bird, or the, the, the ones that flew the bird, of like, they left, they left, they left Vulcan, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, uh, the episodes, yes. and they, they left Vulcan, yeah. and that was hinting at, that was the Romulans, and that's the split. Um, so, like, Enterprise went way into, like, Vulcan culture more than almost any other, well, any other Star Trek yeah. series. Uh, so a theory is that maybe the Vulcans came up with AI before um, before anybody else, and it and maybe it was one of the causes of the big uh, uh, the almost destruction of the planet. I mean, AI and all that so much. Um, also, Vulcans don't need sunglasses. They have they, they live on a desert planet. They have inner eyelid things. That's just weird. Anyway. So uh, in that episode, what we learned is that that group of disordered Romulans were assimilated and then they crashed the system. So the, the, after they got assimilated, that board cube disconnected itself from the collective and then kind of self-destructed. So oh. I'm, I think it has something to do with that particular Rom, I forget her name, but the one that Soji goes to talk to. Yeah. So, the puzzle, the puzzle yeah, woman? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there's something about this group that has to do with like, prophecy and destiny and they they're just resistant in some way because they're preparing for something or maybe they were just trying to get out of the collective and they 
figured out a thing, and then, you know. Yeah, so yeah, the theory goes that maybe the Romulans had a fail-safe, that if this technology tries to assimilate them, that, that it shuts down. And that, and that's why, because I think what the writers are going for, unless we made up that comment that I was talking about before, is that, like, we never really saw the Romulans in TNG. Like, the Klingons, they talked about the Klingons dealing with the Borg, they talk about the the humans dealing with the Borg, but the Romulans don't get involved in it at all. Yeah, well, it's it, the neutral zone, the outcomes of Romulans and Borg were, not, were like conveniently left out. So potentially this has always been the case. We just hadn't heard about it until this artifact. Because when it first showed up, like when, they, when those, those colonies first started disappearing with the Borg cube, didn't they think it was the Romulans? I think in TNG, they thought it was remember. the Romulans. And, and then they were like, did the Romulans do? Because it was on the border of the neutral zone or something like that. So yeah, yeah it, it, it could be. So, I mean, I don't agree with the people that are saying it's like these people don't do their research because there's so many deep cuts. I, it can't just be, you know what I mean? Like, there's somebody that knows what Somebody knows what's about. up. Yeah. 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 All right. Fantastic. Uh, so that answer is your question. I hope it does answer your question. Um, episode five, uh, Stardust City Van. Synopsis. Woo! People listening to this are going to get so confused because I'm going to transform into the. the uh, I was, let me, like, if. I Patrick. can walk to the other side of the room. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, 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 you're going to go last on, on everything that I ask, on every question that I ask for this episode, because I feel like it's going to be so much more fun, because you're just going to come out of left field. But let me, I'm going to enjoy through, watching you squirm on camera. Too. Yes, let me get through the synopsis. The last, uh, the last Serena crew begins an unpredicted and lively expedition to, to, to Free Cloud to search for Bruce Maddox. Uh, this is for me, this, that's the synopsis. I, I think this episode is kind of playful, but this is the Bruce and Agnes episode and also kind of funny, weird way. It was also Agnes and Rios, you know, it's like, I don't know why he was asking what, you know, how he looked, but anyways, um, it's called flirting. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to go to Free Cloud. Uh, Seven of Nine wants to get dropped into Free Cloud now. Uh, you know, Rafi wants to go to Free Cloud. We didn't know why she wanted to go to Free Cloud, but now in this episode, we find out why. Um, Seven is also upset with the car for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, and for some reason, um, Picard convinces Seven to help. I don't know if he convinced her enough to help, but when the name Bajazel came up, she just was like, even more, you know, like, after help. Um, Agnes is watching home videos. Roth, we get to meet Rafi's son while we have this whole playful um, banter with the whole crew. So now I feel like the crew's been good. Um, I feel like last episode was adding the last piece to the crew. As Patrick said, um, Patrick Stewart is getting old, and we kind of need someone younger. So we have Elnor, and the crew's been built. And so they're having this playful banter. Um, trying to dress up and figure out, you know, how they're gonna infiltrate, uh, Bajazo's sale. Um, Rafi gets to meet her son, conspiracy theory, she's discredited by maybe Starfleet, I think, I'm not sure, ruins her career, ruins her life, she becomes this totally obsessed, obsessed person, um, ruins her relationship with her family. We find out that Seven is, Seven was playing Picard. She actually knows who the Jazel was, and she needed to 
and seven kills for JJ. Um, is there anything else that I missed? You missed the ripping out the uh, eyeball and oh yeah, no, no, that, that's no, that we we're gonna get to that. That's different. Oh, and Agnes does something that, in my opinion, um, I kind of was waiting to happen. She kills Bruce. I was waiting on Agnes's turn. I'm sorry if anyone didn't, you know, was just so obsessed with her that they didn't see it or they didn't want to see it. That would be I was waiting I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Also, for remember when I said after episode one, like, yeah. I'm here for Allison Pill at this point? Yes, you did. You did. You were so excited. But I was, all of a sudden, she went, I, I just don't know. I, it just didn't sit right with me that she wanted to come on this journey it's, with she them. Just kill That's what and I'm she about. did just kill someone. No, so she didn't enough. just kill him. She could have just killed him. But she it's didn't also, just kill him. But it's not the first time. It's not the first time she's killed somebody. Let's not it's, it's that. Not, exactly. No, it's not that. This is she torturously killed him. She did not it just is. kill that man. There are a million ways to kill somebody painlessly. That is not what she did. And 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 I think and I think what 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 was more important? What someone might have missed, or what I because again I just watched this, so it made, it clicked to me when she kept saying to herself, "I can do this. I can do this." I don't think she was talking about being in the mouth. Oh I no! Uh uh-uh, uh no way. I, Thank you. She knew what she was doing from the get-go. Boom. So I was kind of excited when I saw her kill Bruce, and now I'm like kind of like even more interested in her character. For sure. I really wasn't that interested in her. Sorry. So now I mean, Patrick. it makes Picard a fool again I, in this. In this I, no, 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 not Patrick. Not Patrick. character was an important character, actually. Well, Anthony, it's still an important character, but in a different way now. Anthony, what are you going to the episode? Like, we'll start with Greg. Oh. My gripes? Uh, Actually, so Anthony, many. please. Two minutes. Two minutes. Like, seriously, I'm going to time you. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I didn't like the... I didn't like the... I didn't like the advertisements that came up on the computer console that just seemed kind of like... I just wasn't a fan, but I can't, I'm not nitpicking that. I just didn't like it. The but king of the nip... My, Keep going. But, but my... I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you off, but they were very. My time pause. Does my time pause? <laughs> yeah, yeah, your time pause. So, so, so I will say this, but you No, 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 your you time pause because I'm speaking. <laughs> okay, so I'm giving you to, to give you a point. The one thing I did like about them was that they were tailor made to everybody and it said something about the person they were talking to. So I right. did like that. Um, my two my two major gripes about it. About three major gripes were first, uh, it turned someone into a murderer. I didn't really like that. Um. Uh, second, uh, I didn't like that there's a black single mom that left on her family as a drug addict, apparently. I missed the whole drug addict part, uh, before that, like that, that, that kind of rub- is out- it just, it just rubbed me the wrong, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Like the addiction thing for the black mom, just, I, I didn't like seeing that. Um, especially in a utopia. All right. I just didn't like seeing it. Uh, and the corpse didn't show up. So, you know. But but really, my major gripe was just seven to nine being a murderer. Um, again, human life doesn't mean anything in this in this Star Trek. It just doesn't. And but she and murders to, because life does matter. No, no, no. That is not why. You, you, you get your you get your chance to go. I just I'm kind of surprised that Anthony really kind of whittled his his gripes down. Into, like, I felt like he was gonna go off on a tangent. So I'm actually no, kind of, I just. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing to do. It's just that people, like, I've been talking to people, talking about people, talking about this with people all week, and they'll justify it. Like, well, she killed her son, and, and, 
and all this. No, there, it's like, what else could she have done? Uh, she could have beamed her off the ship. She could have taken her Starfleet. She could have had her stand trial. Then the Starfleet? Line, Starfleet. Right. He was a Starfleet. He was a Starfleet officer that got murdered and butchered. She could have took him to Star. She could have took, um, bejazzled whatever her name is to Starfleet. Um, she could have beamed oh, her off the beamed off the Starfleet. Instead, she beams down, disintegrated, disintegrates her in a way that we never seen anybody disintegrated before with the blood pop. Um, look, look, something like a psychopath, and then she murders like twenty other people. Um, it kind of really, it kind of really lessened. It kind of really lessened Seven of Nine to me, and. Again, they just got rid of the evolved human concept from Star Trek. So, uh, thing I did like was seeing Quark's name. I was hoping he was going to show up. And I like that they mentioned Quark. I think that's what I like. But Fantastic. Stephanie, <laughs> what were your gripes? No, you're assuming this is up. What were your gripes? Uh, I, I think the only gripe that I really had, Anthony already touched on, I'm, I'm pretty over the trope of strong, independent woman gets a career set back and then falls into drugs and loses her family, and then that it was... A woman of color on top of that, like, didn't sit super well with me. Um, but I think I think that was really my only gripe. I'm super into Seven as a badass, like, vigilante. And I'm super into JL getting played. Because that doesn't happen very often. It happens every episode now. <laughs> Apparently. I mean, but but to, to Anthony's point, she did say something to the Jason before she shot her. She said, uh, there's, Picard, Picard still thinks there's hope, there's a place in this galaxy for mercy. I don't. And I believe it's not just that she's a murderer, it's the time passed. Like, it changed it. But you know what? It's it's not my place to speak. Anthony is, like, time to pass. He's not, he needs, he needs 12 books. You want to see it? Like, did, did you... Do you want like so, no before before I ask that question, Patrick? Hi. <laughs> Is this the worst episode of Star Trek ever? Um. All right. I've decided. This is what I've decided. They need to decide. They need to decide their flow. So either they are a show that is violent and murderous and bloody, or they're a little bit goofy and zany and fun, right? But, in particular, this episode kept overlay... It would literally go from one to the other, like, snap, snap, and it just felt... it's It just felt wrong to me. And also, you have some of... You have some of the best actors on set. And when you have really good actors, and Jerry Ryan, like you will hear me when we get to the positives, Jerry Ryan was amazing in this episode when she was acting. You want to give them dialogue. You want to give them times to have conflict and conversation that allows them to act, right? And so that is what I went into this episode very excited about. And honestly, everything was very tropey. There, like, even the, like, you know, Mission Impossible little, like, it, it was like something straight out of the A-Team. It just, it was not well executed, in my opinion. But also, the show just needs to decide what it is. Is it is it Star Trek of old, where they would have these kind of fun, silly things where suddenly, oh, now we're stuck in a transporter in the 1920s, and we're doing something <laughs> silly? Or are they like, 
Game of Thrones and we're gonna freaking have blood spurting everywhere and murder and like sisters wanting to fuck brothers like <laughs> but like the contrast thematically for me really didn't work in this episode uh and it just I I don't know it, it just it didn't it didn't work for me so uh, that's that's kind of the big thing, and I was obviously disappointed because I was really looking forward to Picard and Seven of Nine being in the same room and having a little bit more conversation. I was hoping Seven of Nine would stick around. I think Seven of Nine probably shows back up later. I mean, she did kind of give him a calling card. Yeah, no, did. totally. It, it, yeah, totally. It, yeah. It, but I, I think I, I think you got a like, little bit of that. If, you got a little you, bit of that. Here's my frustration, and a long, long time ago, I used to write. But like, if I had been given the the chance to like write the episode with this cast list, and this is what I had turned in, like it just I, to me it, it was a little bit disappointing. So that's that's kind of, and I know I, I'm holding it to a high standard, but it's freaking Star Trek. I should hold it to a high standard. This is the thing we talked about all the time. Really? In some of the best writers in America probably would love to write an episode of Star Trek. Thank you very much. And so I do hold it to a high standard. And, and you're, this you're really, you're really disturbs me. And I think that people keep saying that Star Trek and Star Wars or sci-fi in general uh, shouldn't be held to any kind of standard. No, 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 uh, no, 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 don't no, but no, 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 no. When you said really, that's yeah, no, no, the, that's don't the thing. Get me that's wrong. The... I, I feel like when Patrick said I hold it to a high standard, I think you're like. To me, okay, so this is, this is again from the guy who really liked Enterprise. Like, who has seen every other Star Trek, but what will say to you in the bolded space, I love Enterprise. So, oh, she's really, wifey. Huh? Oh, she's wifey. So, <laughs> <laughs> on my last, on my last watch of Enterprise, this, this recent run through, I, I actually like had a lot of my biases. I don't know whether, I don't know whether like, Discovery and Picard have opened me up to like what what this what Enterprise brought to the table. I mean, besides the god awful dream songs of three, four, one, two, but <laughs> but I did not appreciate it for a time. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. sorry, Mo. Go ahead, Mo. I felt like it, it, it's not just that it was violent. It's not. It's just the the thematically, it didn't work for me. And yeah, I just that's all. And I know that every I. It's gotten very good reviews. A lot of people like it. If you listen to my reviews of the previous episodes, including the one on here, you know I'm not just a hater out here to like say Picard is trash. Unlike Anthony, that's me. I, <laughs> I <laughs> no, no, no. Episode. And there was even, like, dumb... If you want my nitpicky stuff, there were moments in that bar scene where I could actually see, like, set pieces and stuff. Which is like, come on, guys. Like, if you're gonna put this much budget into a Star Trek episode, I shouldn't be able to see the set, you know, and those sorts of things, so... Like, this is this is surprising to me. You've done two years, two seasons worth of Enterprise Discovery. Uh, this is the first time that I've heard you say this is the worst... Like, even on Discovery where stuff pissed you off, you oh, this, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in a Star Trek episode, not this is the worst and Star Trek funny, episode And it's funny, Jonathan ever. Frakes has directed all of my favorite episodes, but he has also directed now my two least favorite episodes. <laughs> so, I think the, the next time that, like, Jonathan Frakes, I see his name on the screen, I'm gonna be like, oh gosh, what's about wait, to wait. happen? Did he do this last episode? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did this episode and the episode before. And Which he let Patrick Stewart example. do that dumbass I, I accent. Like that before this, he let, he let I love that, that accent. It was very playful, and that, and that. So that's why I call this episode a playful episode because, again, even with the violence, I think 
with what was coming or with what they had. Hold on, hold on. With what they had in this episode. It could not be a beautiful episode, especially with that ending. There's not... That that ending essentially... I think think what they had... Also, seven fun. I think the cast had fun, you know, playing these characters and they had fun in the bar and they had fun, like... And I think that's what this episode was supposed to represent, like, a bond. And then it was supposed to also show you, like... Things could go south, but anyways, anyways. Patrick, I think that's bad writing because I think what did that you, like? you each did? part didn't improve. Like in other words, you are if you're doing a playful episode, then you want everything to move that like feeling. And if you're doing a super violent, gritty episode, you want to move that feeling. But they were jarring for me, and so I don't believe this was as gritty as you think. Yes, the opening was. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't gritty, and we've seen gritty, so I don't understand why you're saying this was. My my daughter accidentally walked into the room during the eyeball scene, and I paused it, and it was (laughs) for her. One pause, nothing's (laughs) happening, right? And yet it's on the screen, and it's disturbing for her. Like it's it was gritty. Okay, Patrick. What did you like about this episode? I think Jerry Ryan is a better actor than she was at the end of Voyager. And I don't know what she's been doing in all this time, but somebody needs to give Jerry Ryan a show or something because I thought that her con with Picard was well played. Every scene, like probably my favorite part of the episode is when she walks in and is talking to Picard in like his weird hollow land. Um, I don't know what to call that. His, yeah, his chateau. Know. His chateau. Hollow chateau. Um, so like, they, like that's it. more of that. The more, more of that I think would have been great. I think there are ways it, it feels like, and this was an issue with Discovery as well, is that they don't know how to create conflict and also solve conflict without violence. And that is yes. because violence is the easiest way to write both conflict and a solution to conflict. But also, what is awesome about Star Trek is there were many, most episodes where conflict was created and violence wasn't part of what was going on. So, there you go. Fantastic. Stephanie, what did you like about this episode? I feel like um, you liked it. I love Patrick dearly, but he's wrong on, like, every point. I I (laughs) think this episode was phenomenal, both from, like, attention building to to the pacing of it. I think from a technical standpoint, it's exposition by juxtaposition. You you are revealing these dark aspects of the storyline by contrasting them with joy and playfulness and because both are present both of them are more compelling because you're you're being shunted between the two emotions they're more impactful and they're more um high stakes and and i was totally there for it i'm super into the notion that seven has uh you know left starfleet um probably her expectations of what her life would look like when voyager returned were shot and she did not get what she deserved, and so she turned to a darker life, and her experience in the Delta Quadrant and as a former Borg absolutely fuels the life that she's turned to now. I'm super here for Rios flirting in this ridiculous situation and building relationship with uh, with the crew when up until this point he has showed literally no interest in anybody and doesn't even like the versions of himself that haunt the ship. Like, I think it's an interesting contrast for his character. And I, I love that um, 
our nun boy is just like missing all the social cues left and right is upset oh. that he doesn't he doesn't get his own advertisement and he doesn't understand why like I, he is somewhat of a blank slate but they're still doing fun things with him and I'm here for that yeah. and and I I super I was just into it. Like I'm super into seven of nine being a motherly figure and being so familiar with violence. She's going to bring violence into the context of her being a mom and getting revenge for her kid's death. Super into it. Fantastic. You know, I was waiting on someone to talk about uh, how you want to know what I liked about it. You want to know what I like about it. <laughs> I'm going to, no. but I just, I to <laughs> like, can I make a point? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I feel like you like anything, so let me make a point first. Anyways, but I, I was waiting on someone to talk about the fact that Elrond, you know, what, what they did with Elrond in this episode. Granted, you guys called him mayonnaise in the last, uh, last episode. We just called him mayonnaise, period. But he he's the one, I think the one LOL, the one haha in this episode. Like, it's like everything else is happening around him, and he's just looking around like, yo, what's, what's going on? Like, how come I don't get an average? Oh, are we, are we still lying? Like, you know, like in a, in a really okay. tense... In a really tense moment, and he, you know, he, he breaks, he breaks uh, the tension. Um, I know you guys hated uh, uh, um, Rafi's thing. Um, it, it's I, I get it, but I like it in the context of the bigger narrative. Of, in the context of, I'm so here for this thing to be solved. I'm so here for this, 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 this conspiracy to come out. So it vindicates her. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it because I want a vindication. Granted, it's still a really shitty thing for her. It's still a really shitty way to go for her character, but I'm, I'm so here now, like, I'm so invested in her story. I'm invested in her, like, being a part of the crew because it was, it was, if it ended there on, on Free Cloud, I, I would have been upset. I would have been sad if she'd left at the end of this episode. Like yeah, if she really I, gotten I, off. No, screw them, okay. screw, screw whoever wrote that series have to have the only black woman that should pay it. Be a sick, like screw no, all I that, that. that. I get that. Like, I, so like, I, I, I felt, I felt it was out of place. I felt that again, there, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way of seeing that. It, no, just, no, no, it just really no, rubbed me the wrong way of seeing that. I get that. I, I, that doesn't, I'm not okay with that aspect of it, but I want now, like, okay, you have to do right by her. Like in my, and you, you've done this to her. Now you have to like for everything that happens right now. She's the one character. If everybody's like again the lost cause. If everyone is gonna like shut it off, she has to survive, and her story has to continue. She she has to get vindication. And now Anthony, what did you kind of like about this episode? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think I think that the only piece of dialogue that I really like is what I expected more from this show was when him and Seven were talking about their experience oh, on the Borg and that one simple line back, oh, back, yes, back and forth. Yes. Um, because to me, again, if you were to think about the best moments from the car from TNG, they're not action moments. They're not these big, high, like, like Patrick put it beautifully. Like, there's the exploration of yourself and how you deal with it. And and the one thing, I know we all we all hold TNG really hot. The one thing that TNG didn't really do well, in my opinion, was deal with the trauma or the um, character development of a lot of their crew. They kind of just reset every episode, you know? Mm -hmm. Unlike, like, D DS9. Um, I mean, Voyager, they had some growth with Seven. I mean, they had... I think Seven's probably the only character arc they really had. They actually weren't think. allowed to do that. Tom. 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 
they actually weren't allowed to do that in TNG. I read that they oh, had the petition, the writers had a petition <laughs> to, really hard to be able to do that follow-up episode. The episode is follow-up after Picard was turned into a Borg, remember? And they, uh, CBS or whoever didn't want to allow them to do that. And they had to like petition crazy hard just to get to put that on episode on because they were worried about stuff showing in serial or out like once it went to syndication and everything. Because they didn't, they didn't like back then they never thought about just showing things in the order they were, they were, you know, shot in or, 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 or you know, uh, released in. And I would say that that episode is one of the best in TNG, in my opinion. Like for me, it's one of the best. Um, so I like seeing that progression and that 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 response was what I wanted to see from this series. Like like him feeling guilty about stuff that's not his fault and and everybody being mad at him and all this stuff. Like every new person, uh, it's not really working for me. But that line with Seven worked for me, and that's the line that I was I was really that's the reason I was looking forward to Seven being on this show because they had a singular experience that no other main cast member from the series have really had. Um, Do you think they're going to touch back on it? Because, again, we are dealing with an artifact. So, um, I think, they're, I think they, they're going to have to go back to it. I mean, I'm not... I'm really leery. Like, I think ever, I think even Voyager... I think, I think Voyager... I think Voyager really messed up with the Borg, and they, they, the Borg has been lessened every every series that's been come that that it's been touched upon, right? Like, I don't think we should know where the Borg comes from. I don't think I don't think the the Borg should be a threat all the time, and I just don't think they are anymore. But seven and nine, seven of nine, and Picard's trauma, and I, oh, and there's one thing I did like about the acting is when Picard's talking about seven is like once the Borg get inside you, you're always uh, filthy or defiled or something like that. I like that because even in his acting that role, you can see that he might be talking about himself, right? That once you're touched by it, like you're never clean. And I, that was good to me. Like that, even because you know how people will joke and in that joke, there's some truth to what they're actually feeling. I, I liked when he was saying that and going, cause he was going deep into that, to that about how you're never clean once they get into you and stuff like that. Um, so, so that little exchange is something I, I, I enjoyed. I also enjoyed, uh, I keep wanting to say Bejeweled, whatever her name is. The one that looks like Diana call Troy. Call Jade. Just call it Jade. Jade. Um, I liked her outfit. I liked the bar. I liked how people were using teleportation technology. I liked seeing Quark's name and him being mentioned. Um, I even liked seeing Mott. Uh, I, I think, I think the crew, as, as he had it, I, I, I really haven't, the captain really just seems like he's trying to be Han Solo to me. Um, and that line, I'm not going to lie, but, but I like where he's at to saying, uh, it doesn't matter to me, but the kid and the old man is not going to survive out here. So I thought that was a really good thing about his character, not showing how he cares, but like using it in a nonchalant way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So I'm up for seven and Picard have more interactions and I hope it gets deeper with, I hope more conversations like that happen. Can I uh, say something about? Of course. The surprise ending. I want to talk about the surprise ending for a moment. I'm really sad that that's where they're going. Only in that it feels like, can we not have at least one character who is like a positive character? I, mean, I guess Picard so... is, but I felt like Agnes was a character because she was kind of an every person viewpoint 
she was a Star Trek fan in a Star Trek show on some level. She was excited to be there. She was excited to be part of this thing. And she had uh, a level of enthusiasm. It just, I really liked that. I don't think, you know, one of my favorite comic book characters is Cannonball. And that's because <laughs> the dude fly, and he loves the fly. He's like, he's yeah. like thrilled that he can fly, right? Like, he thinks it's awesome. And so often we have all these characters. And his family like, thinks it's awesome. Like, his parents are happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, woe is me all the time about their stuff. And so she was like this character who, like, knew she was in a Star Trek show almost. I was super excited. That's how I felt about her. And so now that she's actually, like, maybe a villain or maybe, like, kind of and both sides accidentally twisted by the towel she are or whatever like whatever whatever's going on with her i was just a little bummed because i thought she could be a really fun character as was rather than always having to like do this thing where like nobody can be pure nobody can be like yeah and so and also i think that they screwed up honestly if she's supposed to be a good character who's been so what she's doing, which is, ex- then she shouldn't have killed Hitmex torturously. In that way. I, in that way. In that way. If- to, and I think they were just, I don't think they thought about that. Kind of like when they accidentally had a rape scene in Game of Thrones, they weren't thinking about the like what they were doing. I, I think they thought, oh, this will be a cool, dramatic way for him to go. But what it really, like, there would be, like, you know, R-rated feeling. But what it really came across to me was she just didn't just kill somebody. She killed somebody with maliciousness and with torture. And like even our legal system, like that matters, right? And so the fact that she did that, I don't know. It, it just, I'm, I'm sad. I, I, that, that is how the episode looked me. And so maybe that's part of my feeling of negativity towards the episode is I, I felt like I was mourning the death of a Oh, at least the character's potential at the end, and so well, that's or, yeah, that's what as, I was. As far as character potential, I have a question. So the Romulan Ninja Boy, what's his name again? Elrond. Was it Elrond? Think of Elrond. Elrond. <laughs> it's From, not yeah, quite the yeah. same. Yeah, but it's close. Um, I thought he was going to be the point of the point of view character, like the Kitty Pride, the Jubilee that comes into the thing. I thought that's what he was going to be. Um. And I think they're kind of dropping the ball on that, explaining the, the universe to him. And instead, they do things like, geez, you dumb Picard. Of course they fell. You didn't know they fell like two two years ago or something like that. Like, let Picard have some value because so far he doesn't have any value in this show and or any real agency. So I, I, I really would like Picard to stop getting shitted on every episode. Would be my no. Um What is old... Ha- Stephanie, oh! Stephanie, Stephanie, do you have a rebuttal with Patrick's point? Um, about Agnes? Yes. I feel like you do. I, I, can, I can understand where Patrick's coming from. Like, she was this cute, quirky thing that was not like all the other things on the ship, and that's interesting. I think that would have gotten boring really quick if they had kept her right. on that path. Um, I, I think I need to watch that scene again because I, I don't recall it being this like torture. Like the impression that I got was that she was conflicted about having to kill him. And so it was hard for her to do. And that's why it was 
dragged out longer, but maybe I just need to watch that scene again. I mean, she kept, repeating, she kept repeating, if you knew what I knew. If, I, right. if they never showed it to me, if you knew right. what I knew. And if, she, if, she was, if she had peace about killing him, she would not have spent that whole episode going, I could do this, 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 I could do this. If Bruce Maddox survives, he, I feel like she was on a mission. She was on a mission. Because it, it never made any sense to me all of a sudden she just decided to up and come on into mission. It never like, made any sense to me. Like that, that, I, I know Patrick was excited for that to happen, but I didn't see why she would be there. And right. so this now makes, I'm sorry, for me, Patrick, this makes her character a little more exciting. It made total like, okay, sense. I, I mean, maybe her motivation did make sense, but it made sense for her to be there because what are we why? dealing with? So but, if we, if, but, if we save Bruce Maddox, do we need her? Patrick wanted Tilly. Data, you, wanted Tilly. Like, you wanted her to be Tilly. You wanted her to be Tilly from the Discovery. Bubbly and useful and stuff like that. Sure, Tilly, sure, that would have been, but like, yeah, I, I just thought, yeah, Tilly is a good example. And also, I, I, I mean, anyways. for an evolved human, for an evolved human to kill somebody in that matter that you supposedly love and don't want to kill, when in a reality where you can disintegrate people instantly, I, that was pretty torturous. And she, yeah. I mean, so whoa, 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 whoa. you got to keep in mind the way that events played out. Like she was biding time while Picard was talking to him, and then she had to make things happen before anyone came back into the room. She didn't have time to go get a phaser. Everyone would be like, you put that down. You were too fragile to hold that. Like, she had to work with the means of the room. All right. So, imagine you got to kill somebody you love. Are you going to pick the. Are you going to wait till the opportune time you can make them suffer when they die? Because he suffered. I think she's out of her element and is not an assassin. Because I think you guys are looking at the matter of what what happened. Imagine um, someone on a ventilator or on a. Yeah, breathing a pattern. And you pull the plug. They don't just. they, they, They actually stop breathing. And that's kind of painful. Like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to that. It, it just felt very. I don't know. I just feel like I, I, I think that I mean, it's kind of interesting because I didn't find the violence as much on Discovery as I minded it, particularly on this episode. I'm not sure why that is because I've watched way more violent shows before, but on this particular episode of Star Trek, it just it actually it bothered me because of the second. The with Agnes, it bothered me because of who she was, and I just felt like we lost. I don't know. I thought she could have been. I disagree that she a boring character. I think she could have been an interesting character because characters like that have them have a lot of potential for growth. And I do think she had a reason to be there because the whole reason they're going is to save Soji. And uh, uh, other than addicts, she was the preeminent like knowledge on. That reveal must be better be devastating so, to justify what she did. No, That's no, all no, I'm saying. No, that no, reveal my, my must be devastating. Hang on, hang if on. We say, if we say Bruce Maddox, right? And if yeah. she never came and we say Bruce Maddox, or if she does come and we say Bruce Maddox, like, what is her, what would be her... But she's on the mission to save Bruce Maddox. But if, the, if she never we, we don't know that she's on the mission to kill Bruce Maddox, but she clearly has this past with Maddox. I felt like as soon as I saw her, as soon as she said, this is what I want to do, I'm like, she's going to sabotage the mission in some way. And boom, we get it. I, I Maybe you didn't like how we got it or you didn't want it to be her, but she was the one, in my opinion, who was always like, she was the wild card. She was the one who was always going to mess the mission up to me. Well, it was interesting when that scene happened. Like, I was sitting there like, what, 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 what? 
and James was like, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, just waiting, just waiting for that to happen. I think, yeah, I didn't so, trust so, him in but... Why does it always have to happen, though? I, I guess this is more of a take on modern television, but tropes? it just feels, feels like tropes? that always has to happen because now. Because we have, we're on a mission to and, save and, someone. And that's, I think, what me and Anthony are missing about old Star Trek, is in old Star Trek, no, but, it didn't always have to happen. I, okay, and so, so I, look right. at, I look at it this mm-hmm. way, Patrick. We're on a mission to save someone who could potentially be the destroyer of the worlds, of everything. Yes, there will be that there will be that person who thinks they can save them, like and save them, Picard. And then there's that person that thinks, Oh, we can't like, you know, the person or the organization or somebody that says, Oh, we can't save them, we have to kill them because of what they could potentially be. But Picard is gonna look at us and, and I think this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting moving forward. Anyways. I, th- I feel like we should end uh, the discussion right here and talk about the preview for the next episode. Um, is it, uh, you guys probably don't remember it, so I'll try to describe it as best as I can. Uh, we get Soji. Um, we're finally on the cube, and we're going to rescue Soji. Pretty much, that's the gist of How it. many episodes is this season, you know? Ten. I, ten? Okay. I think it's ten. We're halfway through. Okay. So we're halfway through. And I, I hope, I hope, this is the last of the setups. I hope we're getting into the meat of this. Uh, to me personally, uh, so you know, I'm, I'm gonna stop right here. What What are you expecting from for the rest for the rest of the half uh, of the season? Anybody can go. I think we've assembled our crew, and now let's go save. I expect that Soji's going to turn out to actually be like the source of some ultimate destruction or something. Who knows? Maybe she has that AI from Discovery. Something. I don't, I don't, know, I don't but... think that destroy is literal. I think that destroy is right. She was sent on a reconnaissance mission. She's going to reveal something that is irreparable to Romulan culture. I don't think it's a literal death destruction. Now that's interesting. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it reveals something about the old Klingon, the old uh, split between Romulans and. Yeah. I think probably doesn't care. Anyways, I, I feel like this is the this is going to be like the Mass Effect three of Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> like, I think they're going to think it's deep 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 deep. Deep. <laughs> and, and and it's really not. I think as long I think as long I think as long as it's flashy. I think as long as it's flashy and it's the murder and death and violence. I think enough of the popular populace will get it to get a season two. Um, uh, it'll it'll be Discovery season two ending. That's what I'm really expecting. That that okay. there's a but there, okay. There, so now let's let's actually talk about one. Well, oh, my so, don't matter. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not cutting you off. I'm not cutting you off. No, so I'm just now, no, because you're gonna go. We're on the we're on the cube. We're gonna get Soji. It, it looks again what this trailers have done, in my opinion, is show a lot of action and not show a lot of the meat of the episode. Because again, there's maybe one or two, probably a very. That's the meat is the action. No, but it's not though. That's because all I you got. can't say the meat of last episode was the action because there was almost no action in it. It was one action scene, if anything. The meat of two episodes ago was the, the, the sword fight in, in, in the yard. Again, there's so much to the episode than the action that you guys keep talking about. But anyway, the trailer shows a little action. It shows it, it, this. The trailer shows the rush, uh, rush against time. You know, Picard is finally on the cube. We're gonna, are we gonna get Soji? Does it look like um, Mac is gonna have his way? Like, what's really happening? And it's 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 a jumbled, it's over here. That's that's what it is. It's kind of a mess, but whatever. That's what we got. Um, what do you think? Uh, not knowing what you know from episodes four and five, what do you think, or what are you expecting from six, Patrick? This is I'm 
I'm just hoping that. So to be honest with you, episode five upset me so much. I was like, I don't know if I even want to continue on with this show. So I'm hoping episode six reinvigorates. No, I'm just saying I'm hoping that episode six reinvigorates me. Now to put all my cards on the table, what I love about Star Trek isn't always the characters, and I know for most people that's actually it is the draws the characters. For me, I just love I love both the exploration and and the plot that exploration allows. In other words, on any episode of Star Trek, anything can happen, and there's not a lot of TV shows that allow that, in my opinion. Um, and so, like, to me, Star Trek is both exploration as a plot and exploration of plots, if that makes sense. And so, because Discovery and Picard are these single, really long plots, I've lost some of that anyways. Um, and so I, I just want, if the next episode makes Soji more compelling, that would go a long, long way for me. And now that the crew is together, and I do like the crew. I like the crew on Discovery. You know, like, I think that if there's one strength to the new Star Treks, I think they do a good job of casting. Honestly, I think they do a very good job of casting. So, you don't um, know them. I would. The crew on Discovery. <laughs> I'm sorry. But what I know of them, I like them. All right. Anthony, but, what are you expecting? Uh, actors, I'm talking about them as actors. I think they're very talented actors. And so I'm hoping to go from there. So that's me. Anthony, uh, what are you expecting from the next episode? I agree. I think it's a good, it's a good potential because, again, the actors are great. I think that – I think Patrick put a put a, a lens to my uh, my bias is that like when the MMO came out, my my biggest my biggest want wasn't to get into battles. It was to just explore, take a ship and just explore and get into like, oh, how do you figure out this new scientific puzzle or something like that? And um, I think that that's just I think that's missing a lot. And I think that I expected um, statesman diplomat Picard and not like thrown into the middle of the action scene. So I think we're gonna get a bunch of action. Um, I haven't really found a lot of meaning in the action, but I, I guess other people have. Um, uh, I hope I hope there's a payoff for the the build up of the share. I like I like Stephanie's idea that it's probably not like a destroyer. Pl- I hope it's not a destroyer planet or some stupid thing like that. I really hope. <laughs> like I really hope there's some kind of like like I don't know some something there. That just isn't the the standard trope because I think there's a lot of tropes in this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they got the crew together. The so so let's see where they go. There's no more need to build up. You introduced you have all the players are introduced. Let's see what's going on after that. Stephanie, I think episode six is five six whatever I, I think it's gonna pose more questions than it answers and i think it's still gonna be an episode or two before we see that payoff although i would hope that it is down the line um so i, I expect six mostly to be a, a dealing with the aftermath so dealing with bruce maddox dying and then um I'm, i am hoping that if if picard is on the the artifact then we're going to interact with his trauma coming to light again because you know when was the last time he was on a cube Right, and then they show him as Lacutus in the preview or something. I, I know that him as Lacutus showed mm-hmm. up in marketing mm-hmm. material somewhere, um, mm-hmm. but 
But I we don't watch the little trailer for next week, so I don't know exactly what they showed. Oh, okay. Oh, so shoot. I mean, no, no, you're fine. But, Instagram spoils it long before <laughs> the episode comes out. But but, but okay. Stephanie, can I can I say Stephanie that you give me hope that 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 <laughs> that, that, that like your hope your hope for this series is giving me hope, and at least you're not saying stuff like. Like it's the best Star Trek ever because of the, the graphics or something like that. Like you're giving me hope. He's a legit Star Trek. It. Yeah, Star, and, the and, best Star Trek ever is Deep Space Nine, and nothing will ever change that. Damn um, right. Um, they, they were listing all of the best Star Treks and whatnot. They they had discovered. Uh, all right. Anyway, the so listen. I Enterprise is interesting, but there's way. It, all, it, no Star Trek is perfect until they stop doing rape culture scenes, and that hasn't <laughs> happened in Picard yet. So I, right. I have a little bit of hope. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So I, I would I, I I think that I'm glad that people are enjoying it. I hope that I can get through you mm. and other fans no, that no, that no. See, I think I think that y'all think that I want to hate this show, and I really it's not that you don't. want to hate it. It's just that they're not hitting the notes that you want them to hit, so you're gonna keep complaining about that. I and think I world. Think, I think world building is a problem. The card. I think that they have an issue with world building. Um, I think New really Sci-Fi has an issue. Hopefulness. You know, I think. It, I think it does. But I think that Patrick said something else that that made a lot of sense to me is that I'm not just thinking about. I can't just if you're part of a, a saga or you're part of a a whole universe. If you introduce one line of thing, it it makes ripple effects through the rest of it, and I have a hard time separating it from it. So when you say like you have discovery and you have Klingons have warp technology ten years before they have warp technology, it it it, it bothers me. If you have them make if you have Starfleet have the technology to make wormholes, but there's a whole there's a whole series that talked about how Starfleet didn't have the technology to make wormholes. It bothers me. And I think that, and, and, and a lot of it, I think, isn't just, like I said, there's so many, like, even in the dialogue of this episode, there was dialogue to characters that were pretending to be somebody else um, in other series that let, like, I'll send out of things, but it, it, let, it was like, oh, man, somebody really knows their stuff, yet you're ignoring all this other stuff just to tell your story. It ha you, you've done the lazy hack way of having it be resolved by violence, or you in the lazy hack way of, 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 um, there's like a base emotion because you don't want, you can't write a utopia. You can't write an evolved human. And I, I think that I, I've been told that I've been told that some people need to die, right? That's just the world we live in. It has to reflect our world. And I, I think that people have been traumatized by certain things in our world. It's where, um, it's like you said, where Optimus Prime gets, shoots a, shoots a surrendering enemy in the back of the head or, or Superman has to snap people's necks and run them through walls. Like, I feel like people have lost hope in the okay. utopian future that that Star Trek represented. Because I get this story, you know. Um, if if I want horrific fantasy, I'll go to Lord of the Rings. If I want straight up, if, if that makes sense, you know what I mean. That's just one. okay. Uh, thank you, Anthony. Because and, of you. and, and uh, that's what we're gonna end this cast for today, this week. Uh, Tune in next week, Monday, for our discussion on episode 6. I'll be back, Anthony will be back, Patrick will be back, and hopefully we can get Stephanie back to talk to you. I'm sorry? I, it, 
It'll be a little harder. I, I'll try. I'll try. We'll see what okay, happens. Okay, hopefully, if not, we'll try again. We'll try. Like, we have to get you back because I cannot be the only one who has hope for this show on this cast. I got you. Thank you very I got much. You. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for coming. I uh, really appreciate you blocking out the time, Stephanie. Patrick, as always. Anthony, you always. Hey, 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 hey. Um, we will catch you on the next one.